Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a good Saturday morning. And, uh, yes, we do broadcast from St. Hubert's Cathedral each and every Saturday morning. And, by the way, speaking of St. Hubert, who is the patron saint of hunters, uh, his feast day was last well, earlier this week. It was actually on Tuesday. And Wednesday I had an opportunity to do a presentation about St. Hubert to a very fine group up at John Foltz's White Oak Estates and Gardens up there in uh, Baton Rouge. And I want to say thank you to all those folks that came out there. And I had a great time getting to talk with you fellas. All right, well, if there was ever a weekend, <laughs> was a good time to escape to the out of doors. Well, it might be this week. Here in the South and a lot of other places, most of us are experiencing burnout, political burnout, tropical storm and hurricane burnout, corona pandemic and mask burnout. So I'm suggesting this weekend, even though it's a little drizzly out there right now in some of our areas, go outside, do some hunting, just go for a walk in the woods, go paddling, Take a P-Rog or a canoe and go into the river or bayou, go fishing in the marsh a little bit, whatever. Get outdoors. Believe me, it's good for your soul and something to refresh you and charge your battery. And if you need some help in picking out an outdoor activity, well, you've come to the right place. If you're a new listener, we've only been doing this show for 31 years now. We're going to decide whether to make it permanent or not pretty soon. But what we do is we get fishing reports from some of our experts, also some hunting information, and lots of other stuff we enjoy talking about to people who have a passion for the out-of-doors. I'm happy to tell you our Bayou Wild TV's highly successful speckle belly goose hunt Stuttgart, Arkansas, earlier this week, uh, we'll have a live report from the Goose Pit with Roland Cortez with Arkansas County Goose Guides. They're up there and having an excellent early season for speckle belly geese. Also have some reopenings and closures you need to know about. Uh, Elmer's Island, very popular surf fishing place right there next to Grand Isle in Jefferson Parish. It is going to remain closed until further notice. They've got some cleanup and recovery efforts underway of course, we know Hurricane Zeta came in here and wreaked some havoc. Also, the St. Tammany Fishing Pier sustained some damage over there in the Slidell area. It is now closed, and they intend to keep it closed until spring. And when it does reopen, they'll be doing Phase 2, which uh, will spruce it up some more, open up another section, put some lights, some uh, cleaning stations, uh, benches, some shade structures. going to be very, very nice, even nicer than what it was before. Opening, Old Highway 11, the main access route into the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area, has been reopened. Uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries announced that, but they're also reminding you that the popular road in the interior called Oil Well Road, a lot of people use that to access hunting areas, it is closed due to damage. It is open only to ATV use 
there. Also, I got some details coming up on a free Thanksgiving week fishing derby. The whole family can participate in that, and we'll tell you about that. And as always, we've got a bad boy and a girl of the outdoor story. Uh, we're talking about a couple of celebrities, although I never heard of them, but we'll tell you who they are, and they're going to be celebrities now. They're taking their not guilty plea before a jury. Also, uh, our upcoming Cajun invasion is this coming week. We're jumping on the plane. Chris Lecoq, our Bayou Wild editor and photographer, co-host Martha Spencer, and some Cajuns from Louisiana who signed up will be headed to Bad River Bucks and Birds in South Dakota. And uh, I'm happy to tell you that the, the forecast has been raised on the temperature. Last week they were calling for a high of 24 for a couple days and a low of 14. Now I think the high is going to be 39 and a low around 19. So it's going to be pretty chilly up there. And, of course, we'll have some TV episodes for you when we come back. All right, your coastal marine forecast. If you're headed out, looks like this. Northeast winds, 15 to 20 offshore, 3 to 6-foot seas. Tomorrow, 5 to 8 offshore is definitely out. About a 40% chance of rain today, 20 tomorrow. And I'm looking at the radar right now. Uh, there are some showers pretty much along the south Louisiana, uh, central Louisiana to the eastern coastline. And it's moving from a southeast direction very slowly to the northwest. And there's only a couple of really heavy showers in there. Most of it is very light stuff. Uh, On the inside interior lakes and bays today, east winds 10 to 15, going to be a light chop. And tomorrow, same direction, same intensity, east 10 to 15, but a moderate chop. Tide range, got a lot of water rolling, 1.3. That coupled with that brisk wind, there's going to be a lot of water moving in and out. Mississippi River Stage 5-4, it's got a little bit of a rise in it. And by the way, got a report from Venice from Jeff Brule on some bass fishing down there. we got Mike Gallows, got a trout report. Ryan Lambert will update us on the Plaquemines Paris situation and a whole lot more what you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. And we're kicking it off with the Shell Beach report from Robbie Campo right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And I forgot to mention, uh, please send us your text messages. Some of you already know it and have it in your phone, so send it to us at 504-260-1870. Text your message, who you are, where you are, what you got going on, something you might want to share with the audience, some comments, questions. And I know a lot of you uh, use that to give us some fishing reports, and we're getting a few of those in. We welcome those. We also have a fishing report from this guy. We talk to him each week, Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach. And, Robbie, I'm looking on the map, on the radar right now. It looks like most of this stuff is what I call pesky rain, kind of light, but there is a pretty heavy storm. looks like it's between the end of the Mystigo and the Chandelier Islands. What's it look like down there conditions-wise? Well, we got a little drizzle dying off and on um, so far this morning. Um, <clears throat> I do see some lightning out over toward the east back there, so I, I think you're right. Um and that's where the heavier showers are. I, I looked it up on radar this morning myself. Um, but it, it winds blowing about ten to fifteen out of the out of the northeast. <clears throat> um, you know the tide's extremely high. It's almost on the docks right now, uh, but it's going to fall all day. So with that falling tide, I think uh, if you come in fishing this morning, you day, and today is your day to fish, and even though it's going to be a little bit wet and windy. Um, you get up, tucked up on the north side of that Margo, um, up in the ship channel here, and you go fish, <clears throat> fish those drains with the tide falling. I think you, should, I think you should be able to catch some fish today. Um, what's been going on the last week down around here is 
you know, we were running on generator. Uh, we got power yesterday. Um, we restored power. Uh, hats off to the guys from Ohio who came down here, man. Uh, AEP Electric Company come down here, and they got all these poles stood back up. They got everything fired back up yesterday evening right at dark. Um, so we back online with electricity uh, this morning. <clears throat> um, well, what the guys are doing this week here that's fished, um, they were going and they would fish up in the Margo and they would and and I tell you, Don, they was catching sheephead along the rocks. They would go and catch some redfish up in the in the drains in the fall, you know, in the fall and tide, and picking up some trout. It's it's not like you know they're going up there and they're going to killing fifty trout. You know, two guys in a boat just going to get a limit. Um, some people are catching limits. Some people, you know, are just happy to go get a mixed box, and that's what they did most of the week. Uh, was just, you know, just going get anything to bite the hook. <clears throat> if you're going to go fish down by the dam, the dam had about 300 yards out of uh, balsa grass, drift grass, floated up against it, and it wasn't, and it didn't sink yet. So <clears throat> that was piled up. You can't get close to the dam like you like you'd want to. Because um, <laughs> I was there just, you know, trawling in the channel. I went and checked it out. It's still a mess down that way. Um but they did catch some fish up behind Stump Lagoon yesterday. So uh, old man John Lewis went back there. He got him 25 trout. And he picked him up five reds and a couple sheephead. He made a happy day out of it yesterday. But I tell you, Don, seen, uh, we've seen a lot of juvenile trout, which is really good. Um, just, you know, plenty, plenty of little bitty fish. And uh, I guess we got to have that to have big fish for next year. So, um, <clears throat> but I still hear the, the complaining. Oh man, I got so many little fish. I said, well, you know, you got to have little fish to have big fish. So uh, you got to take, you, know, you got to take what what, what uh, Mother Nature gives you. Um, uh, if you're going duck hunting, I had, I had two friends of mine yesterday that went and rode that whole Biloxi marsh. Avid hunters. I mean, these guys kill ducks when nobody kills ducks. They saw 50 gray ducks in a Biloxi marsh. So if you're going there, I don't think don't anticipate on killing too many because they just they just don't have any ducks up in this marsh. And I don't know if it was, you know, caused by these storms or whatever, Don. But I don't think we got any ducks down yet. <clears throat> I talked to Jimmy Carley this morning. Uh, he's going fishing. He was supposed to go duck hunting, but he went. He's going fishing. He saw one hooded maganza yesterday. So. Ducks are not looking good. There are a few more ducks toward the Delacroix side than they are up in this Biloxi Marsh. Um, just not a whole lot of ducks. Up. And, boy, I know people coming down here this morning but towing their little boats is like, uh-oh. <laughs> There's just not a lot of ducks up in that Biloxi Marsh. Um, but if you're coming down fishing, we got we got something that we start new down here. My good friend Blake uh, Phillips from Narco Tackle is going to rent kayaks down here today. Um, I, he's going to start this, I think, every other weekend just to see how it goes. So if you if you're interested in renting a kayak, you can come down here at Campos and he'll have them on a trailer, and you can rent your kayak and go paddle across the channel and go catch you some fish instead of standing on the bank. So uh, that'll be an option for somebody who might want to do that this morning. So um, with that said. Hook the left. Come on down and see us. We got live shrimp, and we're waiting for the people to pull up. What time are the kayak rentals going to be available, Rami? As a matter of fact, I saw I saw he's uh, he's here now. <clears throat> so uh, I just looked. I saw his car pull up. He's here now. So I think he's going to be here all day. Um, 
you know, so uh, you you could, you know, like I said, you want a kayak, you could come on down here. I don't think he's taking reservations for him or anything, but uh, I could be wrong about that. I didn't. We didn't get into all of that stuff, but I think if you want one, you could just come down here and rent one right off his trailer, and he'll put it in the water for you, and you could go about your business. So <clears throat> and go paddle across the channel, and instead of standing on the bank, Don, you could be you could be over there fishing along the rocks and catching some fish. I tell you, Robbie, as you well know, you don't have to go very far from the marina sometimes to really catch some nice fish. How many people run past those fish trying to find fish? You know what I mean? <clears throat> Every day, every day, um, every day. They've yeah. been catching, and they've been catching some white trout right here in the mouth of uh, Shell Beach Bayou. The water's good and salty now, so uh, you know the white trout are in, um, and you know they've been catching, you know, a good amount of white uh, white trout right there in the opening of going into Shell Beach Bayou between those rocks. So, hey, I mean, instead of instead of standing on the bank, you could be paddling across the channel and going catching some white trout and some sheephead along the rocks and. You know, you go get in those lagoons, you catch you some bass, but bring your raincoat because I think you're going to get wet today. <laughs> yeah. It might not be the best day to start this, but, hey, look, we, we pick a date. We don't know what the weather's going to be. We just go with it, you know. So, you got but, uh, it. like I say, hook the left. Come on down and see us, and we'll be waiting on you. Sounds good, Rob. Thanks again for the report. We appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week, Don. Bye-bye. All right, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina. Also got kayak rentals in now. Check them out. All right, we come back after this. Going to get to some of your text messages. Also, we're going to head west. Uh, talk to Captain Kirk Stancil out at Hackberry Rod and Gun. Uh, they're not getting any rain over there right now. It's all pretty much confined to, uh, I don't know, around the Woodville, Mississippi area, headed up towards Jackson, and it kind of curves around through Bogalusa, down through Pearl River, Mississippi Gulf Coast, and it actually circles back around uh, and crosses the Louisiana Peninsula down in Plaquemines Parish. But it's not bad. It ain't much, and it wouldn't stop me if I wasn't doing this radio show. Be right back after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, and uh, it's time to talk to Captain Kirk Stancil out at Hackberry Rod and Gun where they licked their wounds after a storm that came through over there a while back, and it's almost in our memory now. Captain Kirk, how's things going over there? Everything's going good now over here, Don. Uh, I got all the duck blinds ready to go for next weekend. Ducks are showing up in the marsh, and more important than that, the fish are practically jumping in the boat. It's It's been wow. as good as fish as I've seen in a long time. It's It's been Really, just just about every boat we send out every day is going to catch a limit of trout. You know, if you if the people want to go catch trout, they're biting early in the morning. First thing, the good bite, and uh, you know, I mean, catching them on reefs. I mean, north, south, west cove, it doesn't matter. We're catching them all over the estuary. Uh, the redfish are at all the drains. You know, the weirs, uh, diff, different. Uh, little cuts and bayous that come into the uh, lake and then the flounder run is on too i mean everything's happening wow you know i don't know why we're surprised because generally following a storm surge that brings in all that salt water and cleans things up the fishing usually does improve and certainly it's holding true this time uh the trout are they nice big trout or these little small no no they're, they're they're school trout mostly uh anywhere from you know, they're mostly 13 to 15 inches is, is probably the average size. With You know, you get into spots sometimes, you may catch two or three-pounder. But uh, it's mostly just, you know, just catching fish. You know, table fish, I call them. 
getrouwd. So what is your typical plan for a customer when everything's on? When the, that flounder bite that's so prevalent over there this time of the year, the redfish are on and you can get a limit of trout. You fish your trout early, then you kind of move back and work on the reds and flounder later. Is that how it goes? Yeah, that's, that's how I've been doing it. I'll just go catch the trout because they're, you know, they're biting. I mean, it's a great trout bite first thing in the morning because we've been having these falling tides. It, I mean, it's falling hard first thing in the morning. So the, the trout are eating real good. Then I'll go find a spot for the redfish, and then as the tide slows down, I'll get down along the channel and uh, catch the flounder. And I'm uh, – go ahead. I was going to say, you have any special bait you use for those flounder, or is it just yeah, whatever you happen to have been, on fishing? Uh, gulps what I've been using. I've, I've been throwing uh, a little three-inch swim mullet, uh, either in chartreuse or that the new color they've come out with is pink and white. They're both real good. I'm putting them on a quarter-ounce jig head and fishing. Been fishing them pretty shallow up close to the banks on certain spots. And uh, it's just, final bite's been good. I mean, it's, and it should uh, hold out for another, to the end of the month. It should hold out. Sounds good. Well, let's talk about ducks. Uh, youth weekend, is it youth weekend there too? Yes, this morning. Yes, sir. We got some youth hunters out this morning. Uh, they left. They left just a little while ago, and uh, they're all excited, ready to go. You know, shoot at ducks. And we we have a lot of gadwall showed up. A bunch of great ducks. Well, it's good because let me tell you, I'm getting nothing but bad reports from the eastern coastal area. I mean, very very sparse, and maybe they just haven't yeah. got there, or they came and didn't like the absence of feed from the storm surge. I'm not sure yet, but it's not a pretty picture on the east side. I know, uh, you know, we were very fortunate. We didn't get the storm surge from any of those storms where we hunt. Uh, we didn't get any salt water in our marshes. It's crazy. It ju- we were just far enough west where we, it, uh, we didn't get the surge, and it, our marshes are in good shape. Well, it sounded like somebody was looking out for you, Kirk. I'm glad they were. Yeah, I, yeah we got the wind, just didn't get the water. There you go. Well, Kirk, tell people how they can get a hold of you, whether they want to come on and get some of this fall fantastic fishing or get some of the duck season, which is getting ready to crank up in a week or so. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Okay. Uh, we have a toll-free number. It's 888-762-3391. They can go to our website. It's Hackberry Rod and Gun, spell out and dot com. And we, we show daily pictures what's going on. It's, it's pretty impressive, the fish we've been catching. Very good, and they have an excellent lodge and some great meals there, too, all one package. Thanks, Kirk. Yes, Y'all sir. have a great we'll weekend, care. my friend, and we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you so much. Okay, good talking to you. Bye. Captain Kirk Stansel, one of the Stansel brothers at Hackberry Rod and Gun. They're located over there in Big Lake area. Boy, what a great place that is, and glad it's back up and running. Uh, still's got some storm damage over that way. It'll take a while to get all that worked out, but for the most part, back up and at them. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to get to your text messages if you'd like to get one in. Got some questions about hunting. Got some reports on fishing. 504-260-1870. It's where you text us on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, Jeff Brule sent us a fishing report in. He got a trip, uh, went down there, I think, with the Masson boys, uh, Todd and uh, also uh, his son, and looks like they did real well catching some nice big bass down in the Venice area. He suggests if you're going down there, go to the passes and flip into the canes red and orange plastics, either worm or crawfish-type baits. He said the bass are full of red and orange crawfishes. What they're feeding on, it's called matching the hatch, and 
He says it's going to hang in there, but the river is coming up a little bit, so I wouldn't wait too long if you want to get in on that, or you'll have to wait for it to go back down again. All right, when we come back from the station identification pause, uh, I'm going to tell you about a Thanksgiving Week Fishing Derby that is absolutely free and good for the whole family. And also get to your text messages at 504-260-1870. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local affiliate stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we have our first text in from Justin, our friend who lives in the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, we call it, in the city limits of New Orleans. He said the birds are active this morning, and he was watching our early edition of Bayou Wild TV, which airs on WUPL Channel 54 on Saturday mornings in New Orleans. He says he brought back memories uh, when he was in the Navy. His ship helped the Coast Guard find a missing boat. And uh, this week, our Bayou Wild episode is about how to be located and survive if you are stranded in a wintertime marsh, particularly for people who are going to be out there duck hunting or doing some winter fishing. Uh, don't miss it. Check it out. You can find all the local listings or watch it on YouTube. Go to our webpage, BayouWildTV.com. Dot com and you can find out all the listings and watch all the past episodes. All right, here's uh, one uh, from, uh, let's see, oh, uh, Team Last Stall. Uh, good morning. Put a beautiful box of trout together out of Hopedale this past Thursday. Live shrimp under a cork was the ticket. Uh, here's a P.S. Be careful. They're random pilings, stairs, and trash all in the bayous. Be careful. That's from my friend Team Last Stall, and he always ends his reports with greater pride. All right, here's one. Um, during the veterans and kids hunt for that week, can a bow hunter still go bow hunt, or is that week for vets and kids only on private land? All right, uh, that is now over in Area 4. I hunted, uh, and so did my grandnephew, Drew. Uh, I'm a vet. He's a kid. Uh, the difference is the vets and the kids during that special season can use modern firearms or anything they want to hunt with bow hunter archery season is still open so if you're a bow hunter and you're not a veteran or you're not a kid you can still hunt during those weeks that are for veterans and kids only uh here's one says uh it's a youth hunting in pearl river wma this weekend what's the limit on them youths they're pretty small so i might need more than one and we got a little levity there from Bo. Uh, yeah, youth is uh, gotcha. Okay, opening day. This is another text. Uh, opening day of Texas duck season. It's 50 degrees, clear with ducks everywhere. Good to hear that. There's been a lot of changes over the decades, but your show on opening day has been a constant for as long as I can remember. Thank you for being there and supporting the Louisiana outdoors community, both in and out of the state. Well, thank you very much for that. And, we're certainly glad you've been listening that long. All right, here's another person that fished Hopedale. Uh, went down there, was shocked at the hurricane damage. The water was high, salinity through the roof. Uh, they were, the tide, I think, was pouring out of the marsh. Fishing was okay. Be patient and careful. And we have a good morning from our friend, the Mad Trucker. Never know where he is on the roadways. And then we have another text, uh, caught 15 specks fishing solo on live shrimp. Chalmette Wall, yeah, getting time of the year for that place to really produce. That was on Wednesday. Several of them were 18-inch, good-sized fish. Uh, they did not want plastics, could probably got a limit, but ran out of shrimp. You ran out of shrimp. Well, shame on you. You know, <laughs> when you're getting shrimp, always get more than you think you're going to need. Here's why. If you end up with plenty, you got a great meal. 
In fact, I think sometimes I'd rather eat the shrimp than the fish. But at worst, you can freeze them and use them as market bait and, you know, dead bait for, for redfish later on. But when the fish are on and they're biting and they don't want plastics and you done used your last shrimp, uh, you got two choices. You can quit fishing, and if it's not too far, you got to run back to the launch or beg another boat to sell you some shrimp from them boat. Sometimes that might work. All right, coming back after this, going to tell you about a Thanksgiving week fishing derby. It goes on all week long. And they've got some prizes there often in it, a fishing derby. You know, we often call them rodeos and tournaments. Uh, very rarely, they call them derbies in other states. But we got one in Louisiana. I'll tell you the details when we come back right after this three-minute pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, a couple of events I wanted to tell you about. One is this Thanksgiving week fishing derby that is going to be sponsored by the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. A really good thing about it is it's from the bank, so you don't need a boat. Number two, it's uh, for the whole family. And number three, there are prizes being offered. Now, it's going to start, uh, let's see, that'll be, what, two weeks from today, November 21st, and and run through Sunday, November 29th. So it's like eight days, and it is set at the get-out-and-fish locations. So here they are. This is what they're going to do. They're going to stock channel catfish with tags in some of them at 16 get-out-and-fish locations. Uh, Turner's Pond in Minden, Grambling City Park Pond, the Elmore Mayfield Park in Ruston, Caroli Park in West Monroe, in Vidalia, the William T. Polk City Park Pond, the Purple Heart Memorial Pond in Ragley, I-10 Park in Jennings, Girard Park, nice area there. I've been there at Lafayette. Southside Regional Park at Fabaca Field in Youngsville, Bayou Country Sports Park in Homa, the Breck Burbank Park in Baton Rouge, Sydney Hutchison Park in Walker, Zamari Park in Hammond, Bogachita State Park in Franklinton, Joe Brown Park in New Orleans, and Park Natchitoches in Natchitoches. Now, they have already stocked Channel Cat earlier in those ponds, but they're putting some in with special tags in them. If you catch one with that tag, there's some instructions who to call, you can do it online or give them a call and let them know that you caught the fish and you can redeem your prize package. So it's the Get Out and Fish Derby uh, all during Thanksgiving week. People have time off. Kids will be out of school. Great time to get out and participate. If you need to find out any more information, they've got complete rules and details and directions. If you go to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and check out the Derby Fishing. Another event I want to tell you about is the... Community Christian Concern Wild Game Seafood and Fundraising Dinner. Now, this started off as a wild game cook-off, a competition. They added barbecue. They added seafood to it, and it's been going on, I think, for 16 years. I have emceed the awards presentation. I don't think I missed any of them for the whole 16 years. And because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they're not being able to hold it this year. It normally would have already been held last month in October. So what they have done, they've put together a fundraising dinner to raise money. Great organization at Community Christian Concern. They do some wonderful things. And it's scheduled for this coming Wednesday, November 11th, at the Pinewood Country Club on Country Club Boulevard in Slidell. It begins at 6, wraps up at 8, and there's going to be lots of good food there and raise some funds. And if you want to find out more details about it, uh, you can call Debbie at the Community Christian Concern. She's in the office at 985-646-0357. And I'm sure they've got plans to bring the, the cook-off event back. You know, uh, 
Chief Fandel, the, the uh, police chief there, is uh, one of the organizers, along with the Kaufman, Dave Kaufman Sr., and uh, those folks over there. And, you know, Freddie Drennan, the ex-mayor uh, and police chief there for years and years, he, he kind of founded it and uh, participated in it, and he's actually won a lot. They've got some great food that goes on there, and I'm sure there'll be no no exception this year, but it's going to be a little different format, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to help them out. I would be there, except I will be in South Dakota on that night. All right, uh, getting back to our text uh, once again, Lafreniere Park left out. Come on, man, says the text. I agree with you. You know, I sent an email to the department and asked them why Lafreniere Park is not included, and I was trying, and I didn't get an answer. I'm trying to think of reasons why, and maybe it's because, you know, it's a lot larger than, than some of those other water bodies. But, I mean, that could be a plus because there's a lot more room to fish there. Anyway, we'll maybe get to the bottom of that, why Year Park does not qualify or is not being used as one of the get-out-and-fish areas. But there's others and other areas you can go to. All right, we're talking a little bit about ducks, uh, the youth duck hunt is going to be uh, on in the East Zone, November 14th. Uh, November 15th, uh, the veterans only. Their regular season for East Zone uh, opens on November 21st. Uh, November 14th will be the regular season of the West Zone. Youth only is going on uh, tomorrow and also on January 30th on the West Zone. Uh, veterans only for the West Zones November the 8th and January 31st. The West Zone splits up the two days for youths and veterans, where the East does, uh, they split them too. In fact, it's going to be February before they have the, the youth and veterans only second dates. And then uh, the Coastal Zone is different. Coastal Zone does them both on the same day, November 7th and 8th, same weekend, that is. And then the veterans only is January 30th and 31st. And that, to me, probably makes the most sense. Uh, the idea is let the kids get out there when the birds are unharassed and they haven't gotten quite as wary. Weather's usually not as harsh and cold. So having it in early November makes sense to me. And veterans, yeah, we, we, we can take it. You know, go at the end of the season when the birds are tough and the weather's cold and the tides are low, January 30th and 31st in the coastal zone. So anyway, we've got lots of hunting seasons kicking off. A deer season's opening up from area to area. We've got a lot of areas, so be sure and check yours. Uh, goose season uh, is, is, is going to be opening up uh, in the north zone in December on December 7th, and then the South Zone also December 7th. And then for the Canada geese, uh, that will be November 7th and uh, the North Zone and also November the 14th for the South Zone. Now, the uh, speckle belly geese North Zone opened uh, this weekend, opens today, as a matter of fact, in the North Zone, and also in the South Zone will be one week from today on the 14th. Now, it is open, and they opened it up on Halloween in Stuttgart, Arkansas, and we made a trip up there and hunted with the guy you're going to hear from the Goose Blind. He's going to be out there this morning telling us what's going on. They have had a phenomenal opening week, uh, mainly hunting the speckle bellies, but goose, uh, the snow goose season's also open. But uh, limits have become just about ordinary. We got a seven-person limit. I think we were done before 930. And that was taking it kind of slow. He says in some days, 45 minutes, they got the limit. It's uh, the Arkansas County Guide Service, Goose Guides. And we'll tell you how to get in touch with them if you're interested in booking a hunt. They got a lodge and accommodations and uh, not, not a bad little drive to visit a little northern area of uh, Arkansas. All right, we come back after this. Daryl Carpenter got a Grand Isle fishing report for you. And also asking for those text messages, getting a few more in at 504-260-1870. That's where you text us here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. <laughs> 
Well, it's kind of a cloudy, drizzly morning, a little wind blowing, too, out of the east uh, along the Louisiana coast. Let's find out what Darrell Carpenter's got going on in Grand Isle, Louisiana. He gives us a report there each and every week. Good morning, Darrell. What's going on? Uh, Don, not a whole lot. We're still kind of waiting for our power to come back on. Uh, we've been the last official, unofficial estimate I heard was any time between the 9th and the 15th. Um, I will tell you, God bless them, there is a army of linemen around Grand Isle, Leeville area. I mean, for, for Bernier, every power pole that's down, there's a truck attached to it rebuilding it. Um, but, uh, you know, not a whole lot. Let's see. I think uh, Bridgeside has opened up on generator with, with some live bait and some supplies. And I know that Terry's in Leeville, you know, when I, when I was there last week helping Terry, he he had that look in his face almost like what you saw a lot of people after Katrina because Leeville had such a mess to it. And, and it was it, it was obvious that it was very important that, you know, a lot of people say, stay away, stay away, stay away. Those people are trying to rebuild. It, it was important to see some normalcy in that man's life. Uh, so it was important to him to open back up. So, you know, there are a few spots. I think Goose and Golden Matter has got bait. They're up and running. Their electricity came back earlier this week. And the good thing is, you know, the fish are biting. I mean, the few people that have been on the water are all reporting that they've been doing some really good catches of speckled trout. I know some of the uh, some of the traffic going up and down Highway One. Um, they've been stopping after they do their cleanup and clean out their freezers. They've been stopping on the roadside, and this was prior to the utility trucks getting there. And they were reporting some really good catches. Don't know if that would be advisable for the next few days because what I'm telling you, LA One is a solid line of utility trucks from Pouchon to Grand Isle. It's just a solid line of them. Um, but other than that, Don, we're just waiting on things to get a little bit closer to normal. Uh, hopefully, we've got some good tide cycles coming up, so hopefully that's going to help gather up some of this debris and trash we've got floating in the water and pile it up on the islands. Or, you know, that way we can kind of learn where we learn the marsh and learn where the new obstructions are going to be. And here in the next few days, we ought to be back up and, and running. You know, Daryl, as we get into the, the colder and winter months, the fish make a, a, a transition more to the north, and you guys adjust and you follow them up. Uh, what can you tell us about areas around Golden Meadow or Leeville, some of those more interior areas as far as what's being caught there? Well, Don, they've, they've already made that transition. And, you know, we had talked about it the week before the storm that we were doing a lot of our fishing, you know, north, about that Golden Meadow area as you head north. Um there, there seemed to have been there seemed to have been a little bit of a lack. Either, either you still had your school on the coast, or everything was way up north. There wasn't a whole lot in between. Um, I'm getting reports now from, like I said, the, the effort has been light, but I'm getting reports now that those fish are pretty much scattered. The storm, of course, put another big storm surge, got things moving around. So I think those fish are scattered and, and they're everywhere. Um, the side of the road. The, the week before the storm, we had talked the side of the road, the bar pits and stuff. They weren't doing real well. Uh, this week, so the few people that have fish that have reported, they just, I mean, it's just full of speckled trout. Everybody catching limits when they when they catch the tide right. Uh, so that's what you can expect. A, a lot of, you know, any typical wintertime until it gets really cold, those interior schools of fish are going to be mixed with a bunch of little knotheads, but you can stay with them and pick out a, a you know, box full of keepers if you just have the patience to stay with it. 
All right. Anything else you need to add before we go down? No, Don, it's just, man, God bless these guys with these energy companies because when I tell you, it, it, you know, if you're sitting there without it, it'd be 95 degrees, you'd be complaining we still don't have electricity, but it's not for the lack of effort. These guys are everywhere, and they are busting their butts. Yep, it's like the cavalry arriving when you see them, huh? Glad we got them. Yeah, <laughs> it is that. Yes, sir. Well, Dow, give us out your information. You can find you on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, along with other, all the other field reporters. But if they want to get in touch with you directly, give us a phone number and website. Correct. Uh, they can find it at realscreamers.com, and that, that has most of the information on it they need to consider booking the trip. Or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All right, my friend. Hang in there, and we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, Don. All right, Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, when we come back after the top of the hour break, we got lots more reports coming. We're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo about those nice big thumper trout he's been pulling in on the bridges. Finally, it's here. Eric Mohabarak with a paddler's report. Hopefully he got some electricity. Everybody else in the world seems to have it. Hope you got it, Eric. We'll find out about that. And Ryan Lambert joins us from Plaquemines Parish. Uh, they got a youth hunt going on in that area don't know if he's got any hunters out of his lodge at cajun fishing adventures we'll get his report and we're going to take you into the goose pit where i was earlier this week with martha spencer and chris lecoq and roland cortez is going to join us from stuttgart arkansas from a live and direct speckle belly hunt also got some questions uh, about cast nets coming in on the text board i'll get to those as soon as we come back we got a short pause and then it's hour number two right here on the outdoors with don dubuque Radio Network. And welcome into hour number two of the Outdoor Show. Glad you chose to start off your weekend with us, and particularly if you're headed into the great outdoors. Well, we've got some fishing reports coming your way. We're going to be talking very shortly to Captain Mike Gallo. Excited to talk to him this morning, picking up some nice speckled trout and Pontchartrain at the bridges. And, of course, he always goes to the Biloxi Marsh and catches redfish. We'll have all this complete report coming up. Eric Mohabarak, uh, we have a special paddler's report. If you like to fish out of a kayak or a P-Row, he'll update you on the latest information there. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. He operates that down in Buras, Louisiana. Uh, got a good combination of fresh saltwater fishing down there, also some duck hunting. We'll get a report from him. And we're going to wind up the program in Stuttgart, Arkansas, a place where I was earlier this week with Roland Cortez with the Arkansas County Goose Guide Service, and we'll be checking in with him. I'm hearing right now it's a little warm up there this morning. Well, maybe they'll have their work cut out for them. Won't be as easy as the limits have been up until then. We had an excellent time up there, good conditions. Temperatures were like in the, I don't know, low 40s and uh, didn't have a whole lot of wind, good clear blue skies and uh, some great company and bagged some delicious birds. If you've never eaten speckle belly goose, well, you are missing out. Make friends with somebody who does. All right, let me get to the text board here. Uh, hello, Don. I'm still new to Louisiana fish. What's the rule for throwing a cast net to catch bait fish off the bank? That's from Kyle listening to us in Baton Rouge. Well, Kyle, uh, all you need for a uh, cast net to be legal, you just need a basic fishing license. If you're going to be catching shrimp for saltwater, there's a limit on the size, but it's like 17 inch, uh, I'm sorry, 17 foot diameter, eight and a half foot radius, which is half the diameter. So unless you're throwing a really big net, you're legal, but those small little bait nets are perfectly fine. Uh, you are limited as a recreational shrimper for 50 pounds per day per person. Uh, during the open season, when shrimp season's open, where you throw in the cast net, 
you can catch 100 pounds, but that is for your whole group. As many people as on the boat or together at the pier, it's a combined total. But that is an awful lot of shrimp to be caught in a cast net. But it, I'm not saying it can't be done. Uh, you can only use those shrimp for bait or personal consumption. You cannot put them in the commerce or sell them. And, of course, if you're cast netting and catching saltwater minnows or pogies uh, for bait, that's fine. There's no limit size-wise on those. Uh, if you're using it for freshwater, you can catch minnows, crawfish, and also freshwater shrimp, but no game fish. If you catch a game fish in your cast net, you have to return it to the water. So hopefully that answers your questions. If there's anything else you need to know about it, uh, just text me back and I'll let you know. All right, here's a question. What is going on with the Slidell Fishing Pier? Are they starting construction on what's left of the twin span to make it part of the fishing pier? Any updates? Well, you must have got up a little late this morning because I kind of covered that earlier, but I'll cover it again because it is important. Uh, the St. Tammany Parish Fishing Pier sustained significant damage from Hurricane Zeta. Uh, the pier had it, it's actually unsafe to get on it, so it's got to be repaired before Phase 2 can begin. Now, Phase 2 was already in the works, but now the damage has kind of set it back a little bit. They have decided to close the pier until the spring. And when they reopen it, they hope to have completed Phase 2, which will include, it's about, oh, it's about $390,000 in funding for Phase 2. And what this will include is they will open up that west side, that extra side that has never been used, uh, and they're going to make it fishable and usable with benches, uh, portable restrooms on it, uh, cleaning stations for your fish. There'll be fishing platforms. They're going to put guardrails. They're going to light it up and um, hopefully allow some nighttime fishing there. But uh, all that's still to come. So for now, until the spring, and we'll let you know as soon as it's open, uh, the St. Tammany Parish Fishing Pier will be closed until further notice. All right, so when we come back after this, Mike Gallo, he passes underneath that fishing pier a lot of times on his way to his favorite fishing spots. We'll find out where he's been fishing, what he's got going on, and what your chances, your best chances for finding fish in his area are yourself. Back with the Captain Mike Gallo, born on the bayou, right after this timeout. And that's what we used to introduce this guy, Captain Mike Gallo. His reports each week are brought to you by Seto. You know Seto. They're like AAA on the water. 179 bucks for a whole year. And, boy, you already started your Christmas shopping. Put this on the list for the boater on your list. Peace of mind, fuel drops, tow-ins 24-7, jump starts, whatever it needs to get you back in safely. Seatow.com is the place to visit on the Internet. If you want to call Captain Chris, just pick up the phone and dial him at 504-301-4545, and you'll be a Seatow member immediately. All right, let's talk to Captain Mike. Mike, thanks for that picture, that big trout. It's kind of rubbing it in a little bit. We've been waiting a long time for those thumpers, and if you would, explain that term, thumper. Well, thumper trout, we get that term from Ryan Lambert who says when you swing those big trout over the boat and they fall on the floor of the boat, they make a thump. So we definitely caught some thumper trout towards the latter part of this week. Uh, it was good to see them come back, and it was good to uh, do that style of fishing. I'm glad I hadn't forgot how to do it since it's been quite a while since we had the conditions in the lake to be able to pursue those trout. You mentioned that style of fishing. Explain how that works. Okay, well, I was throwing a 3-8 ounce short shank jig head, and I've been using light-colored matrix shad plastics. Um, I use the Holy Jolie color, 
I used the magneto color. Glow was another good color. Things that will mimic a white shrimp or a pogey, which are two of the main forage fish for trout this time of the year. And we're just bouncing it off the bottom, and uh, you'll feel a light tap, and got to set the hook right away, and that's how we've been catching them. I've also caught them on live shrimp. We used live shrimp yesterday to catch some speckled trout in Lake Pontchartrain. The day before, I threw nothing but plastics. And both days were about the same as far as productivity. I did have um, yesterday with the live shrimp, we did have sheephead. We caught sheephead, black drum, and freshwater catfish yesterday while we were fishing um, the live bait as well as the plastic. That's a nice mix. Uh, Mike, if you would, explain how to fish those bridges when the tide is both incoming or outgoing. Where do you position the boat, and how do you fish it differently? Well, I actually fished it both days. On the eastern side, we fished both the Highway 11 bridge as well as the train bridge. And both mornings, we had a little bit of a northeast wind, kind of strong, so we stayed close to the north shore. And uh, just drifting along, I fished against the tide. The tide was going west, and I was casting west. So that means when I'm pulling my lure, I'm pulling it against the water's flow. And sometimes they're on the east side, sometimes they're on the west side. On Thursday, we did fish through the tide change. The tide came to a stop, and obviously the fish came to a stop at that time also. We waited 20, 30 minutes, and the tide started to slowly move back in. We stayed on the east side, and we continued to catch them on the east side. There were boats on both sides, and I saw people catch fish on both sides. We chose to be on the east side, and that worked for us. Normally, we fish with the tide. So you're casting into the tide, and as you work your lure back, the lure is going in the same direction as the water. One day will be better than the other. You just got to try both. For us, we had success both days that we were there fishing against the tide. Mike, do you find as a rule that once you figure out or crack the code, so to speak, that, that it's going to you stay with that? In other words, if you're fishing and throwing against the tide and they seem to be biting, maybe they'll be on the inside piling, the middle piling, they might be on the outside or the far piling, that almost as you're trolling down that bridge, it's the same scenario, same setup all along. Right. Both days, the tide, well, Friday's tide was a little later in the day before it stopped. Uh, probably more like noon, whereas Thursday it was probably 10 o'clock where the tide stopped and started to turn. I feel if you got a hard-moving tide, it makes eddies behind those pilings, and the fish will sit in the eddy where they don't have to waste much energy. Both days that I fished, being that near the turn of the tide, the water wasn't moving that fast. So the trout were actually away from the bridge 20, 30 feet I think yesterday was the first time I've ever fished a full day at the bridges and did not lose a single jig head. I still have the same jig head on my rod that I started with, and there's a lot of snags down there. I just didn't throw under the bridge. The trout seemed to be anywhere from 15 to 30 feet away from the bridge on the upcurrent side. So it just you just got to experiment with it. I did cast close to the legs, you know, when we first started. 
And then you notice you get your bites 15 or so feet out from the bridge. You just kind of cut that down and throw into the strike zone more often. Mike, what can you tell people about redfish? Uh, Did you make any trips to the Biloxi Marsh since the storm? I did go to the Biloxi Marsh on Wednesday. Uh, Myself and Captain Drake both went on trips to the marsh. I was actually fishing for trout. We had conditions to do so. Um, I threw shrimp um, shrimp under a popping cork as well as plastics under a popping cork and did well on trout in the Biloxi Marsh fishing the current lines. But as far as redfish, Captain Drake said he had his limited redfish by about 9 o'clock, and he fished dead shrimp under the four horsemen style, you know, those loud popping cords. And um, I plan on going today if we get get the rain to clear out. We might have a little bit later departure, but that's going to be my plan today is to try to catch some redfish with a client of mine. Well, good luck, and uh, make sure you, you keep your eyes peeled and let me know if you see any birds out there. Some ducks uh, season's opening up soon, and uh, unfortunately, the reports have not been good on what's out there now. But uh, maybe they'll, you know, sometimes they can show up all of a sudden. They'll they'll pop in there. Maybe this will be the week. Yeah, that's our game plan. Like I say, if the rain clears out and wind dies down a little bit, the forecast looks good after 9 or 10 o'clock. So hopefully we'll get a chance to go over there and get biting just as well. I did see some ducks on Wednesday, uh, but not very many. Like you said, if I saw two dozen the whole day. And I, I guess I ran around a little bit in the marsh. I was mostly in Bob's Lake and Bay Maroon area fishing for those trout. So if I see some, I'll certainly pass on the information. All right, folks can find you on my website, aaofla.com is your website, and give them the telephone number if they'd like to give you a call to check on dates and openings. Simply, you can call me at 985-781-7811. Sounds good, Michael. See you next week, buddy. All right, Dan. Talk to you then. All right, Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana, with a pretty good report. Glad to hear those trout are finally moving into Pontchartrain. Uh, they had been along the shorelines, but uh, the bridge action is really starting to pick up. All right, we come back after this. If you like to paddle for fish, Captain Eric Mohabarak, Louisiana Kayak Company, joins us with the paddler slash peddler. If you pedal your boat report right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, Massey's Outfitters and the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club are generous enough to sponsor a paddler's report each week, and it's presented by Massey's, who has locations in Mid-City of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. they got some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Jackson Kayak, Hobie, Native Watercraft. You can see their lineup at, well, on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com or check them out on their Facebook page. That's Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y. And Captain Eric Mohabarak is one of the reporters for us, and we have him this morning. Eric, tell me you got electricity finally. Yeah, man, we got electricity after about Yay! four hours. We came back <laughs> on. Again. <laughs> again. We were out again. for, uh, I think, five, six days. And then uh, yesterday it went out again. So, uh, yeah, we're good right now. So no no oh, I no no ice chest, no uh no generators. We're doing good right now. Hopefully everybody else is getting better. I know it's tell you a lot of people have taken a lick out there and God bless them. You know. Um well, what but, direction uh, fishing, would you point your kayak to catch some fish this morning? Today I'd go fish the west side of Flagman's Parish. The wind's blowing hard out the east. Um 
You know, I'd head down to Port Salfa. Uh, that's something else, too. Uh, down there in Port Salfa behind the school, they got all that debris, the marsh grass and stuff piled up, and it's kind of a public service announcement. Uh, they've been having, killing a lot of people with the camps and stuff had to clean up all that debris that, that blew up under them, like in Happy Jack and stuff like that. They've been uh, finding a lot of water moccasins. So when you guys are out there launching your boats, be very careful when you're walking over that that vegetation that's all laid down and pushed up against the levees and launch spots like that. Uh, my personal beliefs, I think the snake goes there because the the the, uh, the, the weeds are biodegrading and it, it creates a little bit warmer stuff, you know, being that it's cooler, these snakes are moving around and got pushed out of their homes where they usually hibernate at. So just be careful out there, you know. Uh, but I would definitely fish down that way uh, just because of the way the wind's blowing and, uh, you know, trying to keep yourself dry, bring your rain jackets and stuff. They've been doing pretty good in Bay 1 right there behind school, uh, you know, fishing about uh, 24 inches under the core, Berkeley Gulf, Popping a cork, a loud popper, popper cork would be good. Uh, you know, uh, they got several models, Paradise Popper, uh, the other one I can't remember off at Four Horsemen, stuff like that. And uh, just pop it, count count to five, and uh, you get on and float over the reef. So always the poles will mark you where you, where you need to go. Uh, some have been catching limits, some have not. It's been a hit or miss, got a few dinks thrown in there. It's, it's been pretty good fishing down that way there. Eric, we uh, we heard from Robbie Campbell this morning at Shell Beach. They're going to start to rent yeah. kayaks there. There's some other places that are renting them. I know in Covington, uh, Massey's rents them. What advice yeah. you as a seasoned kayaker would you give to somebody who's going to be on their own without any instructor and they're taking a kayak out for the first couple of times? What are some of the tips of advice you'd give to them? First is the PFD. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that anybody who's running the kayaks, uh, I haven't spoken with with, with Robert or anything on on if they're renting, if they do supply the uh, the, the PFDs, but I'm, I'm sure that's that's that they will. Uh, I know Massey's you can rent them from as you rent the kayaks also, uh, but that's the first step. And uh, just be careful, especially if it's your first time out there. Get used to the boat. Uh, you know, don't bring too much stuff with you. Um, because, you know, you might flip over depending on, on what model you have. Um, you know, the, the, the higher end boats are more, more stable and stuff like that, but just take your time. You know, it's your first time, relax, enjoy yourself. Um, sometimes it's not always about catching the fish all the time. It's about learning, learning how to handle the boat. The main thing, you know, uh, and I find a lot of people get frustrated when, you know, the wind's blowing and they're trying to cast and, pedal or paddle and working the rudders and and stuff you just got to get used to it mainly um and fish calm waters don't go don't go out in the middle of a bay and, and expect to, to to be able to handle the boat you know when you know you got a wind blowing or a current coming i'd say go start off in the ponds keep it simple keep it close you know that, that's that's my advice but the main advice is to wear that pfd that's that's the best thing I have to offer. Absolutely, and be seen. And they also make some some poles you can put flagging on. Like if you're in those marshy turn areas where you might encounter bay boats coming around that don't see you, that always helps yeah. to be seen. Yeah. Um, something I always uh, like to advise too is listen. You know, a lot of people want to go out with these ear pods and radios on the boats and stuff. You know, and, and hey, look, you can be in a flat boat too. It doesn't matter because, you know, you get stuck behind the marsh anyway. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to see a flat boat just as easy. They're not going to see a kayak. Uh, but I always say, listen, you know, like if you hear a, a power boat coming, well, a power boat is going to run 
in the middle of the bayou 99% of the time, except for these tower boats that they have, you know, and those guys will run the shore, but they can see you because they're 20 feet up in the air. Um, but, but always, you know, like go to the side when you hear the boat coming, you know what I mean? Like when you hear a boat coming down a canal, it might be in a bed or something, get up, get up against the grass. You hear an airboat coming, go to the middle of the canal. That way that airboat can see because 90% of the time, the, the, uh, 80% of the time, the, that airboat is, is running along the side of the marsh in the shallow water. And uh, a lot of people don't, just don't know that offhand. You know, that's just from years of experience of driving all of those boats that have learned things like that. But uh, that, that's, that's really a good tip. Flat boat, same thing. You know, a 12-foot flat boat with a little non-horsepower. You know, just listen. Get out the way. You know, because um, they, they don't want to run over you. You know, they, they, hopefully they're paying attention also. You know, and fortunately enough, as far as I know, we haven't had any any uh, incidents like that. Good, so, good advice, Eric. Um, if you would give your telephone number out, if somebody wants to talk about booking a trip with you. Yeah, um, it's five zero four three one three eight two nine two. Uh, also, uh, you can get in touch with me through your, your website, the Underview Territories Guy. Uh, find me on Facebook or Instagram, the Louisiana Kayak Company. All righty. Sounds good, Eric. Have a good one, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right, Don. You all have a great day. All right. Hope you keep that juice flowing, too. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate it. All right. Coming back after this, it's uh, Bad Boy and Girl Time, a famous online video hunting couple. They're going to plead not guilty to some charges and take it before a jury. We'll tell you their story next on The Outdoors. With All right, got lots and lots of texts coming in this morning. We'll get to as many as we can. This is Steve from Ponchatoula, wants to know about fishing in Lake Maurepai. Any suggestion or reports? Well, Steve, my experience with Lake Pontchartrain, I'm sorry, Lake Maurepai over the years has been on years where you have low river, high salinity, uh, there have been mostly white trout, but there's some small speckled trout that were caught in Lake Maurepai. That has not happened in the previous few years because the salinity levels have just remained low. Uh, but this year, I think it could be a little different, and perhaps uh, maybe somebody listening out there can give me a report. You can call it in at 504-260-1870. But my best trips in Lake Maurepai would be on that point. Just where the Manchac Pass comes in through there, uh, there's a point on the north side, the bank, that kind of juts out into it. Along that point is where most of the fish would congregate. Now, of course, if you've got a wind condition where that, that side's going to be churned up and dirty, you probably want to try somewhere else. But that would be my starting point and then work out from there. But maybe somebody that's been fishing there this year, and I, I'm expecting, and, and maybe you can go there yourself and, and, and give us a report. Give it a try. you got to go to know, as they say. All right, right after this quick, 10-second pause. We're going to tell you our bad boy or bad couple of the week story after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network. Josh and Sarah Bomar of Ohio, a famous online video hunting couple, although I've never heard of them, but they probably will become more widely known, but for the wrong reasons, will appear in federal court where they're facing charges in Nebraska that allege hunting turkeys without a permit, illegally transporting game across state lines, illegal baiting of wildlife, among other deer violations. Included in the pair's violations of numerous Nebraska state laws, the Bomars are charged with the Lacey Act, which is interstate transportation or commerce of wildlife. In a U.S. attorney's 20-page indictment on the case, there's a request for the couple to forfeit three whitetail bucks they took in 2016 and 2017, a compound bow, 
and an undisclosed cash restitution payment. The Bomar case is part of a huge Nebraska sting operation. There were 30 defendants already pled guilty to more than $500,000 in fines and 53 years of revoked hunting and fishing privileges, all the result of a total of 97 various animals, including hawks and kestrels, taken at Hidden Hills Outfitters in Broken Bow, Nebraska, whose owner, Josh Uftel, in his plea deal, got 30 months in the federal penitentiary, a $214,375 fine, and a 15-year ban on getting a hunting license. In their case, choosing to plead not guilty and take their chances before a jury are 31-year-old Sarah and 30-year-old Josh Bomar, our bad couple of the outdoors. Stay tuned. And when we come back after this, we'll have Captain Ryan Lambert on the line with us down at Cajun Fishing Adventures for another report. Stick around. We also got a live report from Stuttgart, Arkansas, from the Goose Pit coming up before we wrap up this edition of the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And I'm looking at the radar, and it looks like the Plastic Man is in the gap right now. They've got some pretty uh, heavy storms, pretty tight storms, uh, to the east side of the Mississippi River down in Plaquemines, and then uh, up north and to the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, on the east side near Chandelier Island there's a storm, and then on the west side of the river uh, below Boothville, it looks like there's another storm there that's approaching the shoreline. Ryan, are you down there in the middle of all that stuff? What's going on? That is not a storm. That's a mini hurricane. <laughs> a mini hurricane. Well, we've had I all mean, shapes, sizes, and forms, huh? I'm talking about And the wind has not quit blowing. I'm talking about it's just blowing 25 every day. But you can't be scared. You got to go get it. <laughs> I'm, you got I'm, any I'm sitting on the down there? right now. Uh, no, I do not. And I heard about 10 shots this morning. That's about it, man. It's, it's yeah. going to be tough. But, uh, you know, we catch a good fish. You know, they did real good yesterday. I had I had a trip that was leaving early, so they curtailed me at 1030. So we got to go. So you got to go where? <laughs> so, you know, I had you know a couple dozen trout and a few reds, and I had to pack it in. I'm not used to packing in early like that. But uh, all the boats, I think eight or nine of them left already, and, and the old bulls sitting on the front porch waiting for that monsoon to pass because uh, I don't do lightning. And there's a light of lightning in that storm. So when it passes, you know, they all be huddled in a boat shed somewhere. I'm sitting at the lodge waiting for it to pass, put my boat back in the boat shed. And when it passes, I'm going to catch some fish. Yeah, it's headed out to the northwest from the southeast, and it's uh, starting to move pretty good. But it's it's intense for the little area it's covered. Well, are you planning on fishing yeah. the west side or east side this morning? West, yeah. I'm going west. Everybody else went east except Terry. Terry's out there, out there to the west already. But he'll be running for his life here in a minute. <laughs> he'll, come back. Yeah. he'll be back at the launch. I don't see. And, uh, I think I see a little boat on the radar there with a, with a, a redheaded guy <laughs> with a, a boatload of shrimp. <laughs> He's getting yeah. wet. <laughs> it ain't red no more. It's, we got more greater. <laughs> he along and he like the rest of us, buddy. Yeah, we are. We some of the boys did really good on trout yesterday. You know, like I think one of them had fifty-eight or so, and a few reds and. A lot of them had black drum, sheephead, bass, redfish. I mean, it was crazy. You know, when you fish them live shrimp, 
there ain't no telling what the heck you're going to catch. Sheepheads, catfish, anything down there, eat a shrimp. But, um, Especially down there. Yeah. I fished plastic as always yesterday, and I was on some a little trout bite early. And then, uh, boys, I said, you want to go fish some reds because, you know, we had enough to sight fish. And uh, I was sight fishing them, and then they just said, okay, that's it. <laughs> Most people want, don't never want to go in. But yeah. You got to roll, you got to roll. So um, I talked to a guy, oh, Gary. Gary Krause was down yesterday, and he said he went to Delta Duck. He said it is is there's no canes, no no lilies, no grass, nothing. It's just open water. The whole Ooh. thing down there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Not a great duck yesterday on the west side. And the day before that I saw two buffalo heads in the dogree the day before that mm. on the west side. So they got some on the east side, they got some birds, but all these duck boats coming down, they're gonna be bad disappointed when they get down there. Because, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, I don't know if they, they have anywhere to hide if they don't build a blind. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's well, gonna it be seems like they Yeah. There's no telling where they're going to be. They may stay north. They may go west. Uh, Kirk over at Hackberry said they had a good flock of, of birds over there. Nice ducks um, yeah, up around his the area. He didn't lose. Yeah, he's on the inside enough to where it didn't kill his vegetation. Yeah, the rice fields this year going to be the deal, you know. Uh, anywhere there's rice fields and flooded corn. They had a guy up north the other day just said they had duck feathers all over the water. He said, man, these ducks are messing up my water. He said, well, we feed them good. And he showed all that corn standing out there. And another guy said, yeah. you better not say nothing. You're going to hurt some feelings. I said, too late. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that debate said, yeah, will go on and on about whether that's, you know, Altered the migration or not? And, oh yeah, you know, we're not thinking. You know, it's gonna be hard to change that. And once you once you get your foot in the door, it's hard to get it out. You know. But yeah, uh, sure. you know, we'll take we come. Oh, they said we'll send you some t- pintail and teal. I said that's big of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys are gonna go. You know, and if people are interested, okay. uh, people duck hunt. You know, because it's not all about all the killing. It's getting out there and doing it. And you know, you'll get a few yeah. shots. So tell people how to get a hold of you. Hey, things can change from week to week too. Oh yeah, I mean they get some cold up north, and it looked like it's going to do it from early early snowfall. But uh, you know they go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, dot com. But our duck hunts are about booked up. We're gonna we're gonna be busy. But the good thing is, even if you don't kill a bunch of ducks in the morning, if you're having a bad day, you always got fishing in the evening. So we'll make That's it happen. Right. But they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com, dot com, check it out, and, and uh, come on down. The, the winter fishing is great, so you know a lot of people just want to come winter fishing. Duck hunt, so we'll be busy with everything. Yeah, well, you get out there and uh, no birds flying. You pack it in early. You grab the fishing poles. You go out and you catch a nice limit of reds or trout and call it a day. Well, yep. Look, hope you get off the porch sooner than, than later, and uh, we'll check in with you again next week. All right, buddy. See y'all. All righty, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back after this. A guy I was in his goose pit hunting uh, speckle-bellied geese with him earlier this week. He's back there. I'm here in the studio, but we're going to connect for you and get your report from Stuttgart, Arkansas, the duck capital of the world, and it ain't bad for geese either. It's all coming up right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
On an upcoming Bayou Wild TV episode, you will see uh, a speckle-bellied goose, also known as Giggle Chicken Hunt, taking place in Stuttgart, Arkansas, with Roland Cortez and the Arkansas County Guide Service. It was a beautiful morning up there on Tuesday, and uh, we killed a seven-person limit of uh, speckle-bellied geese by about 9.30 in the morning, and limits have pretty much been the rule there. Joining us from the goose pit, where we were earlier this week, in Stuttgart is the Roland Cortez professional guide. And, Roland, what can you tell me? You guys have been out there a little while now. Are you getting some good flights in like we did the other day? Good morning, Don. How you doing, Don? Um, I'd be doing better if I was back in the goose pit with you guys. But and this is as close as awesome I can hunt. get. You're missing an awesome hunt, Don. We finished. We just shot, we shot into two big groups of geese, and we done. We shot a 12-man limit. We are done for the morning. Wait a wait a minute! It's six fifty four, and you're done with a twelve man limit. We had two, we had two groups of, of probably you know fifty or more try to come in, and we just shot. We just dropped a bunch, you know, six or seven or eight out of one bunch, and we're we're done right now. My dog's picking everything up, and we re, we recounting, and that's a wrap. <laughs> you know, it's been so good up there. Sometimes I guess your customers feel like they they kind of been cheated a little bit. It didn't last long enough. I'm glad ours stretched out a little bit and we were able to get different shots because we were working a video camera for the TV show. And if we'd have ended it all real quick like that, there just wouldn't have been much to show. But uh, tell me about how good the goose hunting has been this season so far. Not so far, it's been great. We have limit out every day of the season, you know, no matter if it's been 20-man limits. Or uh, you know six or seven man limits like we're now hunting with me um, Tuesday morning. Four, I got four. I'm done. And uh, but besides <laughs> that, it's been good. You know the weather. It's a little warm up here this morning. Kind of calm conditions. The winds just starting to pick up. Sun's coming up, but that's a wrap, man. I mean we had two really big bunches come in, and the guys shot good, and we done. Yeah, you must have had some really good uh, sharpshooters in the blind with you. How do, do you have Daisy, the the black lab, with you this morning? Yeah, Daisy's with her. We got two dogs this morning, and everything's picked up. The geese are still coming down. If we had, we could have had, we could have twenty guns this morning, probably in the limit out. What is it that makes that such a good area for speckle belly geese in particular? I mean, uh, it's centrally located in the Mississippi Flyway, and I mean, with all the rice and, and beans around here, I mean, it, it holds a lot of geese in this area, and. Every year it's been getting better and better since I've been coming up here. And how much longer will the goose season be open for people that might want to come um, up there and get in on it? Early spec season stays open till November 16th, so we still got a week and a couple of days left to hunt, you know. Well, we're going to give out your phone number and website and Facebook page before we wrap up here because I want to give people a chance to, to write it down or they welcome to contact me by any way they can get me email, phone, or website. But, um, you know, give us a little bit of a forecast on what you expect for the opening of the duck season because that is the duck capital of the world. The world's calling championships are held there every year. Stuttgart is on the map as far as duck hunting and waterfowl hunting goes. What's it look like for the forecast? Oh, Don, I mean, it's looking good. We started, uh, yesterday we started flooding most of our farms. And, uh, as you could, when you were here, there was still, there was ducks, a lot of ducks around. And as we start putting water on all our farms, we're going to hold more and more ducks. And it's, there's a, hopefully we get some more cooler weather before the season opens, but it, it should be a good one. Speckle belly season is going to be, you know, great as, it, as we fall into November, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, 
you know, Roland, I was hoping to get some action from the blind, hear some shots and some calling and stuff like that. If you wouldn't mind, for people that have never heard uh, what we have come to call giggle chickens or speckle belly geese, do you have your Riceland call with you right there where you can give us a little bit of a call? Yeah, it, it, I don't know if you can hear it, Don, but there's, you know, hundreds of geese coming over us right now. So, but, yeah, there's a bunch. I, I got one on me. I'm gonna, I'll give a little bit. full of i mean there's geese everywhere flying right now they're kind of just starting to move yep that's a sound i love to hear i'll tell you that and that's a bird i love to eat and i don't know whether you saw it or not but uh martha spencer you know i dropped her off i don't know must have been 7 7 30 on uh wednesday uh, uh tuesday night and huh? she put on the she she took one of those goose breasts and char brawled it that night ate it fresh and put, sent me a picture of it to tease me on it. She said it was excellent. Those are some really good, <laughs> good. grain-fed birds. <laughs> I had seen I had seen the picture of when she had posted, but I'm I'm hoping to get y'all back up for regular duck season. Well, we're certainly looking forward to it, and, and thanks for providing a good hunt. And, and Chris uh, got some excellent drone footage. He put that drone up there with the geese, and I'm sure that's going to look very nice when the episode comes out, and we'll be sure to let you know. Well, glad things are going so well up there. Give us the contact information for Arkansas County Goose Guides if someone's interested in making either a goose or a duck or a goose and duck trip. Don, you can look us up on the web at www.arcountyguideservice.com. You can look us up on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, Arkansas County Duck Guide Service. If you need to, you can give me a call at 985-414-4997. And, Roland, I got somebody texting me wanting to know, how's a guy with a Cajun accent? He didn't know they had Cajun accents in Stuttgart. Tell them where you're from. Man, I'm from Pivotal, Louisiana. (laughs) (laughs) No mistake in you there. Thanks again, Roland. Glad y'all had a great hunt, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Yes, sir, Don. Y'all have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Roland Cortez up there in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Boy, he found him a temporary home. He migrates like a bird. All right, that's going to wrap it up, folks. Time to get out and enjoy this stuff we've been talking about, and I'll see you again next week and tell you all about my South Dakota pheasant hunt next week on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.